Good afternoon, Sugar Cube. Good afternoon. <laughs> we are back again. Wow, this is the first one we recorded non-bachelor in two weeks. Yeah, and on a Sunday. Yeah, when we were doing it Fridays when it was yeah. just convenient. Yeah, we just kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Fridays are pretty convenient. Yeah. As long as it goes out on Monday, we're just like, yeah. okay. No, it's basically just whenever your schedule works. I just, yeah. like, have really <laughs> chill weekends. So we just kind of work around, like, your and Cross's, like, schedule or, like, your going home schedule. <laughs> we just figure it out. Literally. And speaking of next weekend, I'm, or, like, this coming week when we film or record, probably not Sunday. Okay. Because I'm going to a Christmas concert. That's so why. it's like three hours. Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> One way or another. No, literally, if all else failed, we could record it Monday morning. But That's also true. Because that, we have the same Monday-Wednesday schedule, and we record Bachelor Wednesday mornings. It's just I don't like to because I like to sleep in on Mondays. Me too. But if it happened one week, it wouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> yeah. You know? We have flexibility here. For now. Yeah. Next semester should be more, though, which will be nice. Because I'll be home a lot more, so we could move it as needed. Yeah, If you true. need it to. Because I don't know when you'll need to be in office or, like... I'm you're... not even sure of my schedule right now. Yeah. I thought I was so sure of it, and now I'm, like, I have two jobs now, so I'm, like... Yeah, same. I don't know if I'm going to start working in office earlier or if I'm going to do it later. Yeah, and, like, my job that I'm already in office for, they're, like, hiring more people to cover the other hours mm -hmm. um, since we had the other girl quit and I had to reduce my hours for my other position. Yeah. And they haven't really been asking me my availability, so it was, like, I hope you guys don't go and hire someone that, like, can't work when I can't work mm -hmm. because that would suck for you guys because I'm not working Fridays I'm done I've worked Fridays every semester I'm done mm -hmm. we can't work Wednesday mornings we record I have classes on Thursday afternoons mm -hmm. um, I actually might be working some Fridays next semester but that's with my other job and that's because I will be producing a podcast and we open Fridays at 10 for availability if someone mm -hmm. wants to record on a Friday I have availability three times a week, and then each week uh, they pick from that. Yeah. So, might have a Friday at 10, but I'm like, that's not bad. All I have to do is sit there while they talk. Exactly. And then with your new supervisor at the job, you're already, like, working. Like, she's been kind of chill about you working from home. Not every day, but, like, a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that'll be nice, like, if you're just really not feeling it. Yeah. So... Especially with the beginning, because we might get cold weather. I know we haven't really been getting cold weather right now. I'm dreading that. No, we're supposed to get a heat wave. I'm like, are we going to see snow this year? Like... It's, well, it's supposed to be really cold at some point this week or next week. See, what's funny is before all this stuff was, like, being talked about, I was like, I don't want to say anything because I've been around campus. And I was like, normally this time of year, right before finals, I'd be, like, freezing my ass off, like, walking to and from. Mm -hmm. And I've been, like, fine. So I don't know if I'm just equipped for the cold better now because I love being cold now, but, like, not that cold. I hate the wind. Yeah, it was so windy earlier. I was at the store with my mom, except I ran in to just grab something really quick, so she stayed in the car, but I was running into Owens, and my bandana literally flew off because it was so windy. Wow. I know. Y'all, it's been a day. I don't even... So I went home for... I went home yesterday, but I keep thinking it was like two days ago or something. You went home yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday morning. Oh, did you stay at Crosses on Friday then? Yes. Okay, because I was like, I was home Friday night, and you were not here. Yeah, I because... stayed the night at his house. Um, and then Saturday, I came back home around 8. And then I had to hurry and get ready because I had to take pictures. Yeah. No, okay. No, I remember you had to come home that morning. But I, for some, I forgot that. Okay, so you're going to cross one to the movies on Friday? Oh, yeah, we, 
Or yeah, Lauren, we did. That's what Lauren said you guys Holy did. Holy shit. I, well, we were watching We were watching the show that night, and I was like, well, I, if you kind of could just watch where Lacey is. Not that I was trying to hide that we were watching it from you. I just didn't want you to walk in and something get spoiled. Yeah, we went to see House of Gucci. <gasps> was it good? I've been dying to see it. It was so good. It was so long. Oh, really? It was almost three hours. Okay, but... It looks really good. It was really good. I hope it ends I, up on, like, a streaming service. I really liked it. The only thing was it seemed kind of rushed at the end. But yeah. it was done so well. I love a good period piece. And just seeing stuff from the 70s and 80s and 90s and the music. It was so good. Lady yeah. Gaga, phenomenal. Of course. I am suddenly now attracted to Adam Driver. <laughs> Never would have thought so. And now I'm like... Yes. He's one of those actors where he's so neutral for me. Like, people, like, love him. But I've only... Okay, I think I've only really seen Marriage Story with him in it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't love that movie. Nothing was wrong with it. I know it won awards and stuff, and a lot of people loved it. But it just kind of, like, ended. Which, it was accurate to, like, how the story would have gone in real life, I guess. So, like, for accuracy, like, yeah, spot Mm -hmm. on. But just, like, movie endings for me, big deal. Yeah. You know, fair. I expect a movie ending. Yeah. Not necessarily happy. So I guess that might be what it is because everyone's probably going to be like, but you just wanted them to, like, be happy. And I was like, yeah, I kinda. love a sad ending. <laughs> well, it wasn't even sad. Like, they ended, like. Well, I want. I need to watch it. Okay, okay. I don't want, I wasn't going to say too much, but I'll let you watch it. it was, especially if you like him. Like, the act. Yeah, I actually really no, like No, the that. acting in the movie is what I will say immaculate like i love scar yeah they work really well together Mm yeah so um speaking of sad movies we have a sad topic again we are continuing our heartbreak series as promised yes i don't know why we promised though (laughs) i think we were both regretting it today i know now i'm like oh damn no earlier this week i was like mentally preparing like last weekend i was trying to listen to the podcast again and not like break down and then you texted me and said you didn't want to record monday's episode and we were just gonna wait till bachelor so Mm -hmm. you could stay at home longer and i was like fine i didn't want to throw off the episode numbering anyway yeah so, so. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, sounds good to me. I shut my laptop and watch Jalen play video games. You know, that is fair. Yeah. Um, ooh, this is going to be, I don't know. We're yeah. talking about heartbreak trauma. Yeah. Caffeine. Yeah, caffeine. I need some. Oh, I'm so excited. I haven't had coffee today, so I need the caffeine. This actually, I have a ginger ale, which doesn't have caffeine but I have fizzy okay let me tell you Kroger has the best ginger ale it is the best but I haven't been able to find it for months and I finally found it the can looks different though mm-hmm. I kind of like it um mm-hmm. no I will say out of all like the store brands Kroger's store brands are the best like of I everything love Kroger. no I love Kroger like I can normally only like eat their bread like that's fair and then their blueberry bagels like are pretty good and then also the same thing about i've been getting amazon fresh hashtag not sponsored but it could be if they wanted to <laughs> <laughs> um no but like their bagels are so good and i have one left so i'm obviously gonna eat that tomorrow and i'm gonna be so sad that yeah. it's gonna be gone i know i got these bagels from walmart that are sam's choice and they're so good, but I went to my Walmart in my hometown and I couldn't find them, and I'm so sad. Yeah. I don't know if they have them around Indy, but I'll have to look. Yeah. I'm going to Walmart after this, so I'll have to look. Yeah, if anything, it sounds like they'd probably have them at Samsung, or Samsung, <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs> Sam's Club, because Walmart and Sam's Club are, like, owned by the same company. Yeah. And if it's Sam's Choice, That's what I and I have thinking. a Samsung car. Or Samsung. Mm, Sam's Club. I have a Sam's Club cart. Guys, we've been uh, struggling. It's that time of the yeah. year. God, I just want to go. You know what? I've just been saying absolutely not to literally everything recently, and if that's not like the definition of how I've been feeling, that's a moon. Yeah. 
So we should probably get in. I we've been avoiding it for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about heartbreak. Mama. Love it. Wow. Could not be me, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. We're gonna just basically talk about how um you know our biggest trauma from a relationship and how that's affected us, our future relationships and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, this episode won't it's not gonna focus on a person like we did last week where we both had a person like we'll definitely have someone in mind but it's yeah. not going to be as in depth with and like, what happened yeah and like different things we say will tie into different experiences we've mm-hmm. had so we probably won't really if we tell a story it probably won't be like last time last time was just like therapeutic mm-hmm. and like yeah and like and how long they were kind of shows how monumental first heartbreaks feel. Oh, yeah. Because we both had so much to say. Yeah. Honestly, more people listened all the way through that one than I thought would. I was like, I guess it's just juicy. Yeah. <laughs> like it long. But I also think that it shows heartbreak can look differently. And so our mm-hmm. first heartbreak, at least for me, my first heartbreak was bittersweet first love type situation ish if you would even say he was my first love he was my first heartbreak whatever but then my second one is the one that like it was literally one of the hardest times in my life but not in a way where it was like I missed him or anything it was just I had to rebuild me and kind of vice versa for me so, like, my first one was really hard and really hard to get through. Like, your second one, mm-hmm. your big one was. And my my second one was kind of more bittersweet. Probably a little bit more bitter, but mm-hmm. more than yours at least. Um, I'm just a more bitter person than you are. <laughs> hey, that's fair. I, hold that's, a, oh I don't even think I'm bitter. I just, like when I really trust someone and I think so highly of them and then they hurt me, it's hard for me to forgive and move past it. And, like, I guess mm-hmm. people can see that as a bad thing, but I don't let myself get get screwed over and just forgive the person. Like, not anymore. I've very much had to build that as, yeah, I was listening to the episode. I was like, I was so stupid. Like, I put up with so much. And, like, hearing me say that, like, I know everyone in my life would be like, that is not the autumn I know. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, even now I'm like, no. That's not yeah. her. Like, who is she? Not this bitch. Me last year, putting up with so much. Yeah. I can't even imagine, like, at this age. Because I was really young. But, like, you're not that much older than when your big one happened. So, like, I can't imagine how that affects you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. So how should we dive in? I don't know. You kind of had more of an idea of how you want to go about it, and I just had, like, little random thoughts, you know, that's typically how I am. Hmm. I don't know how to start, though. I don't really know. Do you have a question, or? Okay, okay. So we've continually talked about how we have, like, two heartbreaks, like, major, like, I would call them, like, tower moment heartbreaks Mm -hmm. that have, like, strongly impacted us and who we are. Or, like, not who we are, but you know what I mean. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean. Even if the people listening don't know, I know you know, and you'll be able to elaborate on what I say um, because I'm crazy. Um, But besides, like, what we've already said, what do you really think the big difference, like, between the two have been for you? So with the first one, it was very sweet and um, I think that with the second one, it was more hurt and pain and a lot of just like... It was so hard to get through, and 
with my first one, it was like at least I could really blame it on him. And then with the second one, it was more me enabling behavior that ultimately led to me really losing myself. And there's just so much that happened that I didn't even tell people about for a long time. Yeah, like, because you just recently told me some of the stuff that was going on, which for good reason, because, like, when you called me and, like, told me that, like, things had kind of ended, like, I was pissed and, like, probably would not have been a good idea to tell me. Mm-mm. No. And these, um, a lot of stuff, too, that I blocked out. And so th- even this year, I have... It's like some of it will come up again and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot that happened. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe I let it happen. Yeah. Even once you, like, accept that it wasn't your fault, you still look back and, like, I'm saying this for me too, obviously. Mm -hmm. I do the same, I've done the same thing a billion times. Like, you still somehow try to make it your fault. Mm-hmm. even though it wasn't because they could have just not done it in the first place and nothing you specifically do could have changed it because even if they want to blame it on something you did they could have talked to you about it rather than doing what they decided to do in yeah. any given situation you know yeah and so like with my second big heartbreak basically I was in this situationship again Again. Yeah, again, except a little bit older this time, last year when I was 19. And this was, um, you know, my first, I'm going to say relationship, first relationship in college, my first sexual experience. Um, And so kind of off of what you said with like letting things happen I think another thing that's traumatizing about this specific heartbreak is the fact that I did open up sexually to this person and I think I blame myself a lot because there was certain things that would happen during intimate moments. moments And I didn't know how to speak up and say, no, don't do that. I don't like it. And I didn't realize, like, afterwards I would blame myself and think it's my fault because I didn't speak up. But that doesn't mean that it was my fault or that it was okay. Yeah. um, it. I've experienced the same thing. Um, I don't want to go too in-depth. Uh, I don't know. You know how you have certain people you feel weird talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, my Gemini is kind of one for me, and that's kind of weird for me to talk about. Um, but we, I experienced some, like, the same things, and I was a senior um, in high school. So it's kind of, like, hard because it's not like – I'm trying to think of how to say it. It's kind of hard to tell someone that you're really into to not do something Mm -hmm. or whatnot, Uh, especially if you've done it before and you've gotten a negative reaction back. I don't know if that happened to you, but I know that's happened to me in a lot of different situations. And so, like, after it happens once, it's kind of hard to say something again, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think, too, it was hard for me because... Our society makes it so normal to enjoy certain sexual things. So when you're actually experiencing them, especially for the first time, Mm -hmm. you think, oh, well, or at least I did. I was like, this feels uncomfortable, but maybe I'll enjoy it a different time or maybe I'll get used to it when it's like, no, it's just wasn't right and for some people they do like nothing to say about that but everyone experiences that stuff differently and 
I think as much as our society does kind of talk and revolve around sex, sometimes it's discouraged to like have those conversations with your partner, especially before you do it for a first time, Mm -hmm. because it can be awkward. But if you aren't comfortable having a conversation with a potential partner, maybe you should take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. and like not to say anything like you can do whatever you want just for me personally if I'm not comfortable talking to them it'll be weird for me and some people want to just have sex and that's for them to do like mm-hmm. I'm not shaming anyone for any decision but for a lot a lot of people knock down people who do need to have that conversation before they have sex because it's like girl like stop being a prude and it's always the girl mm-hmm. they always get upset about the girl and like but if a guy said the same thing i know the guys would be like bro stop being such a girl mm-hmm. like you know they would yeah. still somehow pin it to acting feminine mm-hmm. and being a woman or being yeah. wom- woman-like so it's just like we if we're going to be a sex positive community or like society which i'm all for you have to be positive about every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. All ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think. So it's kind of like, um, for lack of a better analogy, it's kind of like, I'm, okay, I'm LGBT. I can say this. So we're very, like, gay pride, like, everything. And we'll make a lot of jokes about straight people like Mm -hmm. being boring or whatever and well for the most part I think it's kind of lighthearted. and but some people do take that to the extreme and I don't like when people are like everyone's a little gay and they Mm kind of like push that onto people who are straight because you don't you only know how your brain works Mm -hmm. you know yeah even though we don't really fully understand how our own brains work, let's you like really study that shit. But like, I just feel like if you're going to be accepting of one part of any spectrum, you should be accepting of all parts of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And obviously, there's certain exceptions that are just like wrong, mm-hmm. and we don't really need to talk about. Like, you get what I mean? I'm a little jumbled, yeah. but no, I get it. <laughs> I was just trying to give some like another example. Yeah. Because I think that's the reason why it's hard for certain, or just for people in general to speak up if they're uncomfortable in a sexual situation. Yeah, and I think that because we have a sex-positive society, people are more likely to jump into it, which again, is fine. But then there's that pressure after it to continue to do it and sometimes after the first time people might not want to Mm -hmm. they might want to take some more time because they realize it's not what they thought it would be Mm -hmm. and sometimes especially then oops I'm a mic especially then a conversation is essential Mm -hmm. like because a lot of times there's a barrier that needs to go through or like um I know I've experienced this I sexual things can help avoid those hard conversations that you need to have Mm -hmm. and like cause a distraction like momentarily in the relationship if -hmm. that makes sense like I know that's something I've gone through and a lot of people I know have gone through so it's like a tactic now like it's something people use for different reasons now Mm -hmm. yeah so like I look back and I wish I would have taken more time to think about it before I did it because I was also that person where I was like I just want to lose my virginity and get it over with I don't really care um but I wish I would have taken more time not even just because I was a virgin but more just in general opening up to a new sexual partner and I didn't realize at the time how much it would impact me and I had never, I feel like growing up, I was very sex positive, especially my mom. She's, it's not like she's that, oh, like, have sex with whoever, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's not, like, speaking out constantly about being sex positive, but I know she is. Yeah. And so I never grew up feeling ashamed or weird about 
sexual feelings or whatever. I thought it was just a normal thing. And then I go through this experience and for the first time in my life, I had so many negative feelings towards myself and sex and just a lot of sexual trauma from it. Yeah, and that really shows that even if you're sex positive, you can have negative emotions relating to it without it be like without you not being sex positive. It's not like you're out here, you hate sex, nobody should have sex. Like, no, you're sex positive. But these traumatic experiences associated with these sexual moments, mm-hmm. these intimate moments, it, it creates negative emotions for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, after that, it was so hard. And I, because <laughs> another fun fact, the that sexual experience was the last time that I saw that person. So then I have to not only deal with, like, I opened myself up for the first time. I opened myself up to a new person in general. I had this bad experience, and I'm also, like, this person just seems uninterested now that they've slept with me, and so go through that. That situation ends. I'm heartbroken. I start to regain myself, and I get in a new relationship, and I just remember crying being like I'm scared you're gonna leave me because like I'm scared you're gonna leave me if I have sex with you or if I do anything with you because that's what's happened and so it's like those situations in those experiences shape you and then like affect your future relationships and yourself in general yeah, and it's like it's crazy because it, it kind of feels bad when the actions of other people make you feel a certain way and make you feel hesitant towards people currently in your life, regardless mm-hmm. sexual, non-sexual. But because of other people's actions, you your wall is slightly higher. Mm-hmm. Like there is an extra obstacle, an extra barrier for the your potential person to break through. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard. And I... Especially, like, it's so sad because this was someone I... Like, in my new relationship, I wanted to open up and give him that part of me. But it was hard because I had... This past. This trauma. This trauma. Yeah. And so that's why I think there's such a difference with my heart breaks because my first one I didn't I never felt like that he never made me feel that way yeah like I could still say good things about him but the second one is just it's like hard too yeah it's just a harder experience and it's not even the person that I It's not even me being like, I cared about him so much. It's just like, wow, he really, that hurt. Yeah. No, and I have another question about this. um, Because you open yourself up in a lot of different ways. You think that, like, this whole stereotype that people, like, go to college and fall in love and, like, find their partner for life. Like, because that happened a lot. I'm guilty of that. Like, I met Jalen at my orientation mm-hmm. <laughs> for college, and then yeah, not that's even crazy. Like, we were talking for most of the first semester and started dating at the beginning of the second semester of freshman year. And like, so many people were in relationships like the second week of school. So, like, do you think having not experienced that, but like seeing it happen all around you, played a part at all? It's okay if it didn't. I was just wondering. No, I don't think it did. I think it really ties back to Brady. <laughs> this, so my, so with Brady, I never felt the way I felt around him until this next person. Yeah. 
like, and I wasn't, because I had gone on dates, I had a couple of guys interested in me within that time, but none of them made me feel that feeling again, where I was, like, really excited and thought, oh, this could be something. Yeah. And so I think that's something that made me hold on really tight to the second person. Yeah. This Aries motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think it made me hold on really tight to him because I was like, this is my chance now to kind of make up for what failed with Brady. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I don't think that seeing, uh, like, people enter college with relationships and having that around me really affected it. But um, maybe it was, like, also there were a lot of people in relationships. So maybe that played a part. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting to see how, like, that aspect of college affects, like, different people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I don't want anyone to feel pressured, but it does just happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How has your heartbreak trauma affected your relationship? Or you, personally? It's hard. Um, I've dated quite a few people. Mm -hmm. I've gotten broken. I've broken people. And both sides really suck. Like, that's a whole other thing. Like, I think to a certain extent, the people that I've hurt weigh on me more than the people that have hurt me. Because I'm all these people that I've eventually hurt, I never wanted to hurt. Mm-hmm. I do think it ties back to my um, relationship with Clay. Um, because he was very kind to me. And he, like, was never rude or any certain way with me, like, with his words. So then, like, in future, like, when I had that experience, I was, in the same way you were afraid, like, sexually to open up, I was afraid to let myself up emotionally to these people who Mm -hmm. meant no harm to me. And they just really wanted to connect with me and get to know me on a deeper level. But I had this trauma that I let myself do that with someone and then what happened happened to me so that was hard and then with my Aries I was I was a junior I think I might have said senior earlier but I was definitely I was definitely a junior when it happened um it was the first girl I had outly talked to um Mm -hmm. when we I already knew this person like we were in a like close friend group like it was kind of like one big friend group split up (laughs) It's a whole thing. And I'm not going to go too deep, but, like, short story, like, I ended up coming out, to, like, to everyone because I did not want to risk losing her. I had previously talked to someone who um, was also a girl who said, like, she was never going to come out, and I knew how that made me feel. And I didn't want to be with someone that I knew I would always have to be a secret to. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be bold and be like, that wouldn't happen. Because I knew that's something I would appreciate. But it just kind of like a lot. Like I feel like I did so much for her. And to get nothing in return. And I, I don't know. It was like she was so nice though. Like, she would never be mean to anyone. Like, there's no way she'd have malintentions. But, like, essentially, I had to straight up be like, if you're not ready for a relationship, just tell me. Because I'd rather know than, like, get my hopes up. This was after four months, after I had taken her to prom. Like, we hadn't even kissed, which was fine. Um, I was not stressed about anything. I'm very much, like, want to respect the pace of whatever partner I'm with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty flexible about it, so it is fine whichever way. But she did end up being like, I'm not ready for relationship. But then it just hurt me a lot. The That was like towards the end of the spring semester of school. And then in the fall of my senior year, she started dating a guy we were also friends with. And it seemed like everyone was in on keeping it a secret from me, even if it wasn't intended. Like, But no one told me. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, I went to a show and everyone was just talking about it because they were in the show together. And I was like, why would no one tell me? Like, And it's just, like, it was hard. Like, not even because of that and the experiences I had with her specifically, but just to be told that my feelings weren't legitimate because every other time I dated someone, it was a guy. And um, me and this person were very secret about a relationship just because it would not have necessarily been completely safe for like the whole school to know like beyond like our bubble and our parents Mm -hmm. and like not everyone's parents were completely supportive my mom was great my mom didn't care I came out to her she said I know she thought I was actually talking to another friend she was like wait that one I thought you were I'm like no no (laughs) no no honey no honey just because me and the other friend like watching like RuPaul's Drag Race and talk about gay shit together doesn't mean (laughs) we were no it wasn't a thing um but and I held on to that like for a really long time it was the first time I had really openly opened up to a girl and it was the first time I had really opened myself up since um Clay almost said his real name um not to the extent that I did with him because I still had that trauma but I was opening myself up to potentially get there if anything was given to me. Like, if any amount of, like, return. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that, though. And I didn't know until, like, a year or two later how much that actually impacted me. Because I was just, like, I th- I was, like, I'm just bitter. I always just thought I was bitter that she wasn't ready for a relationship with me. But she was ready for a relationship with someone else. Let alone, like someone she had been pretty close to the entire time we had talked because we never officially dated I consider a relationship I know she's called me her ex-girlfriend before like Mm -hmm. even if it was never officially labeled like we both saw it as a relationship yeah I think that's another factor into relationship trauma is giving your absolute everything to someone who just won't give you anything in return but they don't cut things off they don't they like keep you like stringing along yeah i got strung along so much last year so many false promises and it's like for what he never showed up on time he canceled so much he would cancel plans just to drink with his friends he would lie lie a lot he would say like oh this is gonna happen and it never did and it's like hard because like both when it's you in the situation and when you're the friend watching you just hope it gets better Yeah, and it's like I knew it was wrong, too. But, you know, again, kind of similar to what you said, like, it was the first time I had felt that way since a past relationship. And then also opening myself up sexually. um, Definitely, like, different from your experience. But it's kind of, like, they're both actually kind of similar in the sense, like, we were moving on from this first heartbreak. Yeah. And we were also opening up a new part of ourselves. Yeah. So I don't want to say too much about this, but I do think it's kind of funny. So you opened yourself up sexually. And when I was talking to this girl, she um, identified as asexual. So I was like closing that door, which was fine. And I've talked, I've said this in, before, like I have no problems with that. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't have such a high drive that I need to. And, like, I know some people do, and that's fine. Um, But it's not like I'm completely against sex either. it's all preference. And it was, like, the first person I had been with that identified with that. Um, So I was trying to do whatever I could to make them feel comfortable to the point where I looked over them not wanting me to be comfortable. And, like, I don't even mean with, like, physical stuff or anything, but they could have done more to make me feel comfortable with not, like, maybe even just, like, where we were at. Like, I don't know. And I think it bothers me because I'm always so straightforward. And, like, when and I do break up with people, sometimes it might seem random, but I feel like 
if I get to the point where I'm breaking up with someone, I've tried everything to fix it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just can't. Sometimes it's just not there. And I don't leave people on. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't think this is going to go anywhere anymore, it's over that day. Like, I will have that conversation with you. I like to do it in person because I think that's respectful, but a lot of people don't offer the same courtesy. No. And it's trash. It's true. Especially, like, when you invest so much in per- I got broken up with over Snapchat after a year and a half. A year and a half. When we were about to see each other literally in five minutes. Like, we were both already at the school and we were about to go talk and, like, break up mutually just for them to Snapchat me. Mine kind of, like, <laughs> elevated. Because every time I've gotten broken up with. So, first time, text. Second time, a little bit better, phone call. Third time, a little bit better, FaceTime. <sighs> All through the phone, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you not have the balls or courtesy to do it in person? Yeah. What I'll say is, so, when me and Jalen had our patch, like, I would broken up with him in person. And the Gemini before him, I'd broken up with him in person. And, like, it's so hard. I understand why people are pussies Mm -hmm. and don't do it. Like, both times, all I could do was just cry and, like, apologize because I feel so bad. But it scares me that some people just feel no remorse for how they affect other people. I remember with my FaceTime one, he just did it. And this is the Aries guy. Mm -hmm. He just did it so easy and like I'm sitting there almost in tears and he just has no emotion no compassion and I'm like wow you nothing and after everything that you put me through you can't even show any remorse yeah and he didn't afterwards either. I mean, he started talking shit about me. Literally. Like, to some of the people you're friends with. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. And, like, sexual comments about me, too. So it's just like... Which, like, they didn't need to know. No. Like, if, if I've learned anything through any of my relationships, keeping your relationship pretty private is the best Mm -hmm. and like if there's something really bad going on you need to tell someone like that's an exception Mm -hmm. and like sometimes it's hard to tell what's really bad and like what's just like minor and like you can work through so like that's still something I'm overcoming still um not that I have to think about that too often but like I know that's something I've struggled with in the past yeah but like yeah this is the relationship I'm in now is the first relationship I've done well I'm keeping private because, like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I talk my anyone's ear off about Cross. Oh, yeah. Anyone who listens to the podcast know we talk about the boys. Yeah. we. I talk about him all the time. But let me tell you, there's so much shit you don't know. Oh, yeah. But, like, not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. But, like, even the good things, I'm like... Well, some things you want to keep for yourself. Yeah, and you're like, I wanted to... I have a whole ass list of just things that have happened between me and him that I I'll just write about yeah so I have an interesting thought and I want you to think about this question while I say what I'm gonna say how have you seen like an experience Cross has had in the past like affect your relationship because okay so mine's on track with like what we were saying keeping things private but Jalen, not that he's, like, a horrible person or treats me bad, but he's always, like, I don't like you to tell, like, your friends and roommates, like, only the bad things about me. And, like, I can see how that, like, from what he's told me about his past relationships, I can tell that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And everyone, especially coming from such from a small town like he did, everyone would say things about him. And, like, all these rumors would start about him, like, being a horrible person. And, like, not that I, like, I don't know... It's just hard, and I don't want him to feel that way. And it, like, didn't really occur to me that that's probably what happened. Mm-hmm. Till now when we were talking about how shit affects us, you know? Yeah. Have so, you seen anything that with, you think? Yeah, with his biggest heartbreak, 
the one biggest thing that he dealt with is not feeling like she cared about him at all. You know, his biggest heartbreak. And one of the things that he always tells me is he loves how much I care and ask him about his day or um, prioritizing his mental health and stuff like that and just showing that I care because he never had that with this person. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing. Um, And you know what I will say, though, is that it feels so good being so comfortable with him because we can both talk about our exes with each other and it's not weird or anything. And it's not that we do it constantly or anything, but it's just like, we can say things and it's not like me being like, oh my God, like he's talking about his ex-girlfriend. It's just like, he's telling me an experience he had or telling me, oh, this person did this or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm really happy for you guys for that. Um, And I know like a lot of people are like that. I think for me, with how Clay cheated on me with an ex, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the people I've dated have had like kind of serious relationships before they dated me. I think that's a little bit sensitive for me, and like not that I'm not okay with it, because like I have a lot of experiences. Like for most part, I was always talking or dating someone, mm-hmm. not on purpose, you know. But so I have a lot of memories, and most of my experiences relate back to one of those people so like I get it but it's just like and I could see how that's hard for other people too so I try I've been trying to not talk about my exes mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to hear like Jalen talk about my ex especially the girl before me it was like four years and that's like and I know I guess it's not that bad now because we've been together three <laughs> yeah, years I was like, damn wow yeah Whoa. he really said four years and now we're at three years <laughs> like his mom That's keeps crazy. asking about grandbabies that we keep telling her she's not getting at any point. Know, we, we, and then you got me, and she's like, I don't want to be a grandma. No, that's my mom. Yeah. My mom is like, no grandbabies. That's a check. Then you have me and my mom, and we'll be like, not that I want kids, don't get me wrong, but we'll just be like, I think this name is cute. Or she'll be like, oh, if you had that name, what middle name would you do? No, and I get that. And, like, I love children. Like, more than you like children, and you want them. 100%. Um, I just... And, okay, that's another thing that I think that all of my past relationships or people I've talked to, they've helped me figure out what I don't want. Mm -hmm. And especially the person I was dating right before Jalen, I was really scared that they would never be stable enough for my liking um they like move around jobs a lot and I get that find something that makes you happy but it just stressed me out and Jalen is a very much I have a plan like he has a lot of ambition and I'm never worried that he won't be working at a certain point like or something like that and just because I grew up not having as much financial stability in my family as I would have liked it it's scary for me Mm -hmm. to after everything I've done to try to avoid that for myself, I don't want to do what I've seen my mom do a million times and pay a man's way into the world or a woman. Mm-hmm. If I ended up with a woman, I'm just with Jalen and that's where I plan on staying. Yeah. Um, but so like I just that's something I need. I need someone who is yeah. stable or is going to show me that they're working to become stable and I just mm-hmm. didn't see that. Yeah, both of our partners are similar in that way. That's interesting. Yeah. We have, Good for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you though, kind of on that, like is there any other aspects um, about Jalen that you didn't realize you wanted or needed until you were with him? Or like something that your past partner didn't have and you're thankful that he has it. Um, yeah. So I've probably mentioned this, like, briefly. And while this kind of at times does make the relationship harder, I'm so grateful for it. But um, I'm sure I've said this a billion times. But I've had so many partners who would just go with what I said, whether it's because they didn't want to upset me or I'm so strong-headed and opinionated. 
which I've been called opinionated by ex-boyfriend's parents, two ex-boyfriends that they didn't know I had dated. I was like, fuck off, fuck you. Fuck men. Just because I have an opinion doesn't make me opinionated. You wouldn't be saying that to your son, but whatever. Um, but Jalen always challenges me. And to the, like, it causes really bad arguments and, like, crying sometimes just because, like, I don't always see it as as deep or he doesn't always see it as as deep. But he just likes having those, like, deep conversations, even if it's, like, he doesn't think it's as big of a deal as I do. But, like, if we are disagreeing about something and it's something, like, that we need to work out, he'll, like, push me to work it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just, like, okay, like, and just, like, agree with me because I'll kind of just try to be done and like, it's funny because I'm not afraid of confrontation, but it's just in relationships, like, confrontation feels like an ending. Mm-hmm. And, like, not that, like, oh, I'm going to fight and then break up, which is something that I think Jalen was really scared about for a really long time in our relationship. So I had to be better about not making him feel that way so that he could, like, do what I want. Like, not what I want, but, like, I wanted someone who was not just going to agree with mm-hmm. me about everything. And I told him that straight up. I was like, I've had this problem in the past. Like, I never felt like anything was real once I realized they, they were just doing that and that they didn't just agree with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel him. I was, before Cross, my brain was so wired to where it was like, oh, if we're fighting, you're going to leave. Because that's all that happened. yeah. And, I don't know, and I just hate, I don't want someone to feel that way, you Mm -hmm. know? So. Yeah, especially because a mature relationship, you deal with those arguments, and it's not, oh, I'm going to leave, it's, we're going to work through this. Yeah. No, it's so funny because at this point, Jalen and I are just like, well, we're this far, we're not breaking up over anything. (laughs) We are this far, like. He has his own little plans in his head, and he knows not to tell me too much because it'll scare me because commitment is terrifying. But, like... I'm cheesing over here so hard. I'm <laughs> like, you guys are so cute. Yeah, and it's just, like, it's funny to me because, like, if you only... And so, and that's why I understand why he doesn't want me to tell people bad parts. I was like, you don't realize how much good stuff I say about you. And I th- Dee brought up, one of our friends brought up something I'd said in our first episode. Like, you said... You're obsessed with Jalen. I said, Jalen's obsessed with me. <laughs> and Dee said he lost his mind. And Jalen's like, I want to listen now. I was like, I talk about you literally all the time. I know. I like, literally. Like, I, I was like, in the first episode, I talk about you a lot. I promise I won't do every episode. Um, well, and it's hard because we both do spend so much time with our partners um and it's like it's kind of interesting because where we're at we both always like are for the most part sleeping at the same house as our partner whether it's our house or their house so um and Jalen stayed with us for a little while over the summer while he was waiting for his lease to start so like I can accurately say like we would live together really well Mm -hmm. and like that's something important that Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't think about yeah uh I don't think I could have lived with my past partners like, I genuinely don't. No. Nope. But, back to what we were talking about, is there anything that, like, Cross does that, like, you feel like you need in a relationship that you didn't have in the past? Punctuality. <laughs> Period. Reassurance. Period. But, like, not reassurance in the sense where I'm like, I need you to reassure me. It's more like... If he can tell something's wrong or whatever, he can reassure me in ways that aren't outwardly reassuring. If you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get that a thousand percent. It's just like knowing my needs. But I think the biggest thing is I didn't realize... Okay, before this relationship, I didn't realize how much I wanted my partner to be my best friend rather than just my partner and I don't mean my best friend in the sense where it's like the only person ever blah 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 no other friends but I just mean like having a companion who's 
my friend too and I think a big part of that is the fact that Cross and I were friends before we were in a relationship yeah whereas before it was always romantic instantly yeah and like for me because me and Jalen started out the same way we were in other relationships so we were just really good friends and obviously feelings develop and things happened after the breakup (laughs) you know breakups um but it's yeah. But, like, here's the thing. I feel like the relationships that I've had, which are a few like this, that we genuinely started off as friends with no intentions, I feel like I've known them so much more as people, and, like, I can better understand, like, what they're trying to get out of a relationship. Yeah. And I think, too, like, I learned everything about him or not everything but I learned things about him and vice versa without the intention of it being romantic so it there was no pressure there was no need to look a certain way or feel a certain way yeah it was just genuine connection and it's it's also weird for me because I'm like it's December right now obviously but like and about a month from now will be a year since, like, we actually started really, like, talking a lot mm-hmm. and being friends. And so it's just, like... That's funny fine. because in about a month will be, like, when me and Jalen would have made it, like, official a few years ago. Isn't that crazy? Even though we were talking, everyone everyone on campus thought we were dating. Like, we had this person we're like kind of friends with like we see them at random parties um he came up to me he's like yeah I remember like his girlfriend was there so I thought this was very weird he said this to me um yeah I remember friend he was a little bit of a hoe freshman year (laughs) and he knows that now him and his girlfriend are very committed very cute but he was like yeah I was gonna like hit on you and then the next time I saw you it was like very obvious that there was something going on so have you heard that whisper (laughs) You're welcome. You know who it is. <laughs> but, like, no, it was never anything. And we were um, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when things just spill out. I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But Well, and it's just, like, it's so rewarding going through traumatic heartbreak or heartbreak in general, whatever way it looks, whether it's bittersweet or traumatic or whatever, mutual, you know etc it's so rewarding when you actually find someone who just respects you who sees you who you know is your partner and you find that connection and someone who makes it worth it yeah that's a big thing for me because a lot of times in past relationships, I'm like, is this worth it? Because a lot of times you can kind of tell early on if something's not going to work. It's been, my big heartbreaks have been the times I wasn't able to see them. When I've been blinded by something. See, your girl over here just needs to trust her intuition. <laughs> because Period. literally all of my heartbreaks have been like, I don't know if this will work. But we're also taught that, like, expect the unexpected, like, mm-hmm. you'll never, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which worked for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I mean, now it did work for me because I wouldn't have expected this this time last year. Yeah. This time last year I was going through all this heartbreak trauma. Now I'm like, I'm doing better than I ever was. Yeah. It's crazy to think about where we were like a year ago now and like three months after that it was I know whole I'm, thing. Like, I'm in my my lover moment yeah oh here's the thing if either of us go through really bad heartbreaks with our boys like we can't listen to lover reputation no <laughs> here's the thing I don't wish ill intent on anyone but if I have to go through a heartbreak like this Taylor has to as well. She needs to give I me demand an album. it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Joe, but if you know, if this couple is ending, y'all are ending too because I need that album. 
Yeah, I, I would need something like that to help. And why is it? Let me tell you, though. Literally Sour is such a great heartbreak album, and it came out when I was in a relationship. Yeah, right when we were all, like, happy. Yeah, and I'm like, the fuck? How does Jalen always call me while we're recording? <laughs> Every time. Every time. Without fail. And then somehow I feel like... So Jalen will call you, and then on the other hand, Cross is at work, or he is at school. Yeah, but it's so funny, because it's every time we record, and we record at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jalen just wants attention. Yeah. <laughs> I see him. Me too. Yeah, fair. <sighs> Sometimes I'll tell Cross, I'll be like, I just want attention, and he's like, you always want attention. Yeah. No, it's weird, because I either want attention, or I want to be left alone. Sometimes I get in the, like, don't get me wrong, I am an attention whore, but I'll get in this mood where I'm like, I don't want anyone to talk to me, anyone to touch me, I don't want to do a damn thing besides sit here on my phone mindlessly. Yeah. I have some stuff to tell you after we're done recording. Ooh, but I'm ready for that tea. Oh my god. We'll see. We'll see if I get to tell you or I have to call, tell you tomorrow morning. But there is team um, to tell you. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I think that's it's been shorter, but I think that it was, it's more hard to talk about. Especially because I think, too, with like heartbreak trauma a lot of people don't understand the complete feeling until they're in your shoes or they lived it with you Mm -hmm. so it can be hard to really come across you know yeah but there is a light at the end of the tunnel my friends yeah Mm eventually i've always had this saying like if everything's not like good that means it's not the end of the story mm-hmm. and like not that every story ends good but that's just always how i say like thing like if it, everything's not all right now i know it will be and it's gotten th- me through like so much like yeah and on that same token the red album has gotten me through so much in keeping with heartbreak that is such a good heartbreak album but she ends off the original album with begin again because it will connor kennedy <laughs> connor Ken- <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah but begin again that's a lot of emotions because mm-hmm. like it's kind of like you never think you would get there and it's kind of like what we were talking about it's like oh, you like all these things that he didn't. Like, it's kind of the same thing as you are showing me that you have what was missing, kind Mm -hmm. of. Not that you – like, I try not to really compare my relationships because I feel like that's unfair to people. But you notice trends of, like, what you need and what you don't need in relationships. Or, like, you can even see it in other people and notice, like, that's not something I would want for myself. Not that I think about that kind of stuff when other people are, like – ranting to me or like seeking advice but it's just something you like notice Mm -hmm. and you're like I'm thankful that I have this person who can give me what I need yeah and what or give me what I want yeah both yeah because you're there's both Mm -hmm. and like a big part of relationships is the person is not just going to walk up and have all that you have to if you want to be together there's going to be something that you guys have to work through Mm-hmm. And, like, that doesn't mean, like, date someone that everything feels completely impossible with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't settle. But also, like, don't spend your time just searching. I genuinely feel like in life you will find someone. And that might be longer than other people. And it might like, it might look differently for you than other people. But you'll get there. And you'll find someone. Yeah, and it's a big thing, like, going through breakups specifically, like, to know that when it's time, they will come. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really helps me when I go through breakups. And, like, 
I don't want to, like, be that person. Like, oh, my God, I'm happy in a relationship, so I can't possibly understand. Like, no. I understand. I get you. And, I've been there. And I'll be, like, if for whatever reason I do end up heartbroken, I'll be telling myself the same stuff and trying to take my own medicine. Mm-hmm. But my own advice. But breakups are hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're hard on both sides, you know. It is possible for bo- both people to be heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And some people don't want to believe that. But That's just naive. Yeah. I think it's more rare when it's only one person. And that's what we've experienced a lot of times, that it was only us. Mm-hmm. And the other person was fine. That's what's really hard. Because if I could see someone also kind of hurting, like, I know that sounds kind of bad. But, like, it shows that you at least cared about me. Yeah. And it would make me a lot, it would make it a lot easier for me to forgive you, like, for myself. If I knew that at least, like, leaving, like, affected you. Or our relationship meant something. Did the love affair mean you too? I, that's the whole, whole point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was thinking that the whole time. All too well committed person. Yeah. <laughs> but Period. I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you guys for listening to us be sad. And yeah, we might have to do a funny episode or like a yeah, chill we one. Need <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> but let us know like yeah. what you guys want. Okay, but yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye.